Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to BetOnline today and get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger. I am excited. I am geeked. I am jacked. The Thunder have played a basketball game, and we are here to overreact about it. I've got a couple of my co-hosts here today. So first, we got to get to the cockroach kind of sore. Matt Tierney. Ha, <laughs> so funny. It's good. I, had a, I was. It was an exhausting day today with work and everything, but I got home, sat down, watched some Thunder basketball. It was tight there for a minute, and then the, the second half was just an explosion of excitement and so much, so many new things happened today with this team that haven't happened in many years. Um, and so I'm just excited to talk about all of it and get into all the details with you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you heard my other co-host in the background laughing at Tyranny's cockroach uh, fear uh, with me there. Uh, the man, myth, the legend, joining us from the Batmobile for the second night in a row. The one, the only, Alex Roig. What up? What up, man? That was a, uh, oh, that was a little bit tight there in the first half. You know, a lot of turnovers there, but uh, but man, that second half. You know, the end of that second quarter and then into the, the end of the third quarter, that was a chef's kiss, baby. That That's what you love to see. Yeah, they had us in the first half, not going to lie. But, mm-hmm. no, nah, nah, man, it was it, it, it was a really fun opening game for the Thunder. A lot of things went right. And we're going to talk about all of that and more in the segment we call the single large item. So, single large item for the game, boys. Um no, nah, friggin', I'm I'm usually I usually pick when you guys <laughs> start it, but like you go ahead. Dog. I was you gonna go I was gonna go for you the low hanging fruit this time. You, get the you lowest called on me. The lowest, like this damn fruit is on the ground. It's been eaten a little bit by some bugs, by some little <laughs> critters. Like this, I was go gonna ahead. take the low hanging fruit. I had to you didn't dig it, it up out of the dirt a little bit because I mean, guys, Shea Gilgis Alexander, first team All NBA last year, first time All Star last year. Consensus top ten player in the NBA still has haters, still has detractors, still has people saying overrated, he needs to show me more. Yeah, he's overrated. Shea comes into this game, hasn't missed a beat, and looks better, man. Thirty-one points on. Uh, here I have the percentages here. Twelve um, of eighteen. Twelve of eighteen percent. Sixty-six percent. That's what it is. Uh, Forty percent from three. Two of five from deep. 
100% from the free throw line, only on, I, I believe, what, five attempts? Yes, five attempts yep. from the free throw line. That Ten, bum. That bum. Yeah. Five attempts. <laughs> uh, Ten assists, five rebounds, one steal, two blocks, and he scored or assisted on 57 of the Thunder's points tonight. Ooh. And, Ooh. And, I mean, if, if there was ever a performance to say, I am him, it, it was tonight, man. Like, you know, he he hasn't showed us I, – I don't want to say he hasn't showed us anything different, but like like I talked about last night with our guest, uh, Mark Quantrill um, of Dropship NBA. What is it? Isn't it Jack? Jack. God, I keep going to Mark. I don't know why. Four <laughs> letters ending with the K. Yeah, Jack. I, I was talking about with Jack last night, which if you haven't listened to the pod, definitely tap in. It was, it was a great podcast, but I was talking to him about it. In FIBA, we saw Shea improve in the few areas that we could ask Shea to improve in. And one of those was being his three-point volume, three-point percentage. Came in tonight, mm-hmm. shot five threes, hit two of them, that's 40%. Like, that's that's great. Like, that's, that's all we could ask for out of Shea. Like, that's more than we could ask for out of Shea, honestly. But he wasn't just doing it off of catch and shoot. And that's really where I thought his jump was going to come to the three-point line. Boys, the step back three is back, and it looks crispy. He hit one over Caruso smooth, early. Smooth. He hit one over Patrick so Williams, nice. who checked him most of the game. And I, I swear, it felt like Shay didn't even see Caruso or Patrick Williams the entire game. Like he, he was, he was getting whatever he wanted, no matter who the Bulls threw at him. And you know, another area that he improved in was that playmaking. Ten assists tonight. Only one turnover in his first game, and that sounds you know, like a that sounds like a bronze medal medal game line right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a guy that is a bona fide point guard. You know, people want to have this argument about Shea and Giddy being the point guard. Well, let me tell you guys, Shea's Shea's the point guard of this team. He's he's the lead guy on this team, and he showed it tonight, um, offensively, defensively, just taking over. Um, coming out of the uh, um the like midway through the second quarter the bulls were really starting to find a groove and starting to get a lot of buckets mm-hmm. on us and we wasn't able to get stops and when shay was able to check back in the second quarter he was stabilizing for us immediately just yeah just knocking down mid-range shots getting to the rim he had a couple crazy reverse layups like he was he was just unstoppable tonight he looked unguardable he looked like one of the best players in the nba and He's there, man. He's a legitimate MVP candidate, and I feel as strong as ever that I picked him for my MVP. So I said all I can say uh, besides, you know, this is evidence of him being in the lab this summer. Alex, what it was? <laughs> what do you guys say? You know, so, so of all the things that you say that you've said in previous podcasts that he needs to work on, I completely agree. You know, he can go ahead and, and increase his volume of three-point shooting. He can go ahead and increase – uh, or, or get, you know, even better at um, at defense. Um, and then you always said one more. I forgot what it was. Um, but um, I, I think – Playmaking. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That, yeah, playmaking, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think one of the things that he can improve just maybe off of watching film, just maybe off of watching, you know, just maybe off of just, you know, in the lab type stuff is how to operate against – Tall wing defenders. He always struggles with, you know, with the New Orleans defenders, Herbert Jones. Um, who's the other guy they have on their team? Um, mm, Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy. 
Um, you know, you got Patrick Williams here in this game. Alex Caruso is a different type of defender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Jared Vanderbilt over in uh in LA. You got Nick Daniels, Daniels over in yeah. yeah over in Minnesota. So those are the type of guys that, for the most part, have given um, have given them issues. You know, those guys. Dylan Brooks usually gives them just like fits, but he usually cooks Dylan Brooks. Um, but yeah, so his performance against Patrick Williams, who you know they keep on touting that he's like a Kawhi light, a Kawhi light. I don't see it. I, I just see you know he's a tall guy, tall rangy guy that can maybe shoot sometimes. Um, but his ability to go ahead and kind of get past those guys and, and be able to score on those guys has that will carry him so much further not just in this regular season, but in the postseason, because in the postseason, you're going to be facing those guys. And those are the guys that the defense is going to put on Shea to bother him, to get him tired. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I think showed in this game is his improvement against, against defenders like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I love it, man. I mean, you know, like I said, it's like, Obviously, Patrick Williams is like you know he's he's built pretty good. He's like six foot eight, six foot nine, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's like a legitimate like NBA wing. And it's like Shea didn't even see him most of the possessions that he was guarding him. Uh, Tierney, you have anything to add on Shea's monster night? Yeah, I mean Patrick Williams. I don't think he's a Kawhi, but I do think he's like a well. I, I guess like you could say he's an aggressive defender. He in the sense that he can, can he can just sort of get in your grill. But I don't know like if that's necessarily means he's a good defender, he could just be fouling you a lot. So he he's definitely can cause problems, but it was not a problem for Shea. Cruz is the same way. He can bug you. He can get in your, he, he's just everywhere. Didn't really matter. He just kind of like shook it off. And I think the kind of like what you said in the first half, he was, he was the, the, the key to their offense. Like whenever he was out, they were, there was nothing happening. There was a couple of times in the first half that he really didn't have Giddy or Shea. And so it was like, that would have been a great time for Michich, which they didn't put in. But uh, it was whenever Shea came back in that it was like, okay, offense is back. And so kind of felt like when you got in the second half, it's like, we're going to really rely on Shea. And what you kind of saw in the second half was, and we'll probably get to a lot of these other guys later, is, is that Shea didn't have to take over the offense in so much as he was having to shoot the ball. He could just bring in the defenders everyone was collapsing and it was just creating mm-hmm. wide open shots for everybody and so um he's still a, obviously a huge part of the offense but it was in a way that was totally different from the first half where he was having to basically make all the plays make all these highlight reels and and then the second half it was like now that they know i can do this i can make the defense buy into me give my other teammates their opportunity to shine so um it was I liked sort of seeing those two sides of that coin today where where we could see uh obviously the shot volume increase with Shea, especially from the outside, but mm-hmm. also see that he can just not have to shoot it and distribute the ball and get wide open shots for his teammates. Yeah, man. That I mean the driving kick was apparent tonight. Like there was many times that Shea was just able to Very collapse often. the defense yeah. and like pocket pass like right in the shooting pocket Usman Jane Kaysom Wallace Isaiah Joe like he was he was just spreading that ball around like it was it was amazing to watch it was amazing to watch but hey I I mean we're only gonna pot about 30 to 40 minutes let's not spend the whole time talking about (laughs) Shea even though we could even though we could uh but Alex let's go to you man who is your other single large item 
Oh, man, there's so many options, but I'm going to make you proud, Dylan. Oh, man. Mm. And Kaysen freaking Wallace. Yes, sir. He may never looked, miss a buck. He may never miss a basket, guys. Amazing out there. And let me tell you, so the runs that the Thunder made at the end of the second quarter and I believe at the end of the third or – that just like the continuation of the run in the beginning of the fourth, Kaysen Wallace was in the game during that time. You know, that's the time whenever they, especially in the second quarter, they brought Shea back in, they brought Giddy, but I think they still had, they had Kaysen, they had Isaiah Joe, and I believe it was Olivier Saar out there on the floor. Um, yeah. And it was, yeah, and it it just worked. Like, Kaysen is a menace on, defensively. Um, and, man, if you give him an open look, he's going to make it. He is, like, you know, we, we saw a couple struggles there in the preseason. In preseason, we saw a couple struggles there in summer league. Um, but when he's on, man, he looks it, – it, it's beautiful basketball when he's on. Um, and, it, and it was just good to see him be out there as an outlet for Shea to get those, you know, get those kickouts, shoot them with confidence um, without even thinking about it. And let me tell you, man, like, Wallace has some sneaky hops. Like, there was some mm-hmm. – some plays he made out there. You know, we saw that in one of the preseason, the Spurs preseason games yeah. when he yoked it um, on that on that breakaway steal. But, you know, he had some hops out there. He got a, he got a pass there, I guess, late in the fourth quarter. He just, you know, jumped up and just, you know, just let, slammed it in. Like, you don't expect that from him. He's six foot four, six foot three. You know, he, he, ha- he reminds me a little bit of like Trey Mann with his surprising hops. Um, but yeah, man, he was he was great out there. If if this is the type of player that we got, I you know we know that the hundred percent from everywhere on the field is not going to continue. We know that, you know. But if we can get somebody who's consistent enough to be out there, consistent enough not to hurt the offense. You know, we've seen you know we've seen Dort to where there are times that he can hurt the offense. And believe me, there's going to be times during the season where where Kaysen is going to look, you know, very sketchy out there because he is a rookie. You know, he is a rookie. He is learning to play in this league, um, but. Let me tell you, for one night, it looked beautiful and it looked perfect. And it was perfect. Um, plus nine, 13 points, five of five from the field, three of three from the three-point line, two rebounds, one assist, one block. I mean, you just have the Case and Wallace experience right there. I, I just got to say no- before Tyranny gets to his point, for, for the listeners that are listening and, like, can't see the video, my man Alex has printed off the stat sheet. I was wondering story, about man. that. It's amazing. So, so whenever so whenever I have it on my phone, I can't I can't look at the yeah. stats on my phone. So, so you know what? I'm like, paper. I'm, like, very trammel up here with, like, the old school, <laughs> just, you know, stat sheet right there in his face. I love it. I love it. All right, Darren, continue. I was just going to say, I, I don't know what Alex is talking about, where because all the st- – the all the evidence suggests that Kaysen Wallace will not miss a basket in in his NBA career. He has not missed any in the regular season. So every hey uh, every first every first game he has, he's perfect. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, that's that's also true. Yeah, so, so every we're game. seeing some correlations um, between him and Olivier. Yeah, uh, between him and Olivier Saar, they didn't miss a basket, including free throws. Um, also, shout out Olivier Saar. He he looked really good today, um, especially for a two way player just came in and got some good bench minutes uh but yeah uh Kaysen was um offensively amazing he looked like he could just kind of run with the team he was with the in the flow of it the entire time didn't miss a beat um it, it he didn't look like a rookie it was um I was very impressed he doesn't walk slow anymore I also want to uh, <laughs> I forgot about he, the gate I, gate I yeah gate gate I I 
that's gone. I I'm happy with him now. We're good. Um, so. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. So See, I, I, I love I love times like this because people who who may be just like tuning into our podcast for the yeah, first they're time, like, what are they talking like, about? What the hell are they talking about? Gate gate. <laughs> Welcome to. You gotta have some inside guys. ones for the for the long time <laughs> listeners, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely, no. Um, I mean, just kind of touching on what you guys was talking about. Um, it, you know, at Kentucky, Kaysom was asked to be on ball more. Um, you know, in terms and like serve more of a creation role. And you know, we we saw a couple flashes of that tonight. Uh, he had a nice step back on. Uh, I think it was on Tory Craig in the third quarter, or no, actually. It was second or third quarter, but it was actually his first bucket of the game. And after that, I was like a monkey got off of his back. And that's when he started, you know, really shining on his shot making. And what I think's impressive about Kaysen is he's not just like spotting up. Like he's shown the ability and the skill because it is a skill to know when to relocate to an open spot in the floor. So Ooh. the playmakers can find you and, you know, Every time, you know, Shea was driving in, Kaysom would find an, you know, an empty pocket out in the three-point line and just, you know, wait for Shea to make the play like he does. And Kaysom knocked it down confidently. And, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to see it. And, like, he didn't even, like, really splash defensively, which is, like, you know, mm-hmm. his kind of calling card. But he had some good defensive reps against Kobe, Zach Levine, and DeMar DeRozan, I thought. But, you know, he didn't do anything, like, super splashy. Like, his impact today was a shot-making. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if he can continue to do that, you know, there were some people I saw on Twitter talking about he's going to spend some time in the G League this year. I don't know about that one, Chief, or uh, or what is it? Uh, you sure about that? You sure about that? <laughs> you know, you say, you say that he didn't really flash defensively, mm-hmm. but it may not have been loud, but – Four of 16 shooting for Zach Levine. Four of 14 yeah. shooting for Kobe White. That's what I was going to mention. Nine too. of 20 shooting for De- DeMar DeRozan. Like, you shine somewhere there. You know, he that that defensive intensity added to that. Like, yeah, you know, the the, the player, the offensive player could have missed the shot, yes. Um, but, you know, the defense playing, being played on them, you know, was, was shown pretty pretty brightly, if you, tell, if you ask me. Hey, yeah, can, I, the, can was... I do – can I give a couple more, um, a couple more single large items before I go? Because I do have to go. I'd be insulted if you didn't. Awesome. So, <laughs> so Isaiah Joe. Um, yes. Man, let me tell you. So, in the NBA, to become a solid rotational player, you have to have a skill. Elite at it, but you always have you all, you also have to be able to vary your game around. And one of the things that I'm seeing with Isaiah Joe is he's starting to become more of an all-around player, not just a great shooter, uh, but also an all-around player that plays incredibly well in this offense. Um, you know, today he was he had 14 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal. Uh, he was a plus 14. He was out there a lot of times with, you know, with Shea, with Giddy. You know, they – they know that he's going to go ahead and bring an air of gravity to them to allow them to operate a little bit better. Um, but I thought he did very well. I thought, you know, as far as a uh, six man of the year campaign, mm-hmm. we may be, we may be onto something with, with Isaiah Joe, um, but he is out there doing other things than just shooting. Um, and so, 
You know, I, I think the weapon that he has, he's learning how to use it a lot more to his advantage. And I think that's going to, you know, we're going to see, a, you know, we talk about leaps when it comes to like J-Dub, when it comes to Giddy, when it comes to our young players. But we need to also remember that Isaiah Jones is very young also. And mm-hmm. so the possibility of him taking a leap in how he plays also is out there. And um, and I, I was very impressed with with him. Um, and then just my final, um, my final single large item. Um, whoever was the person that tuned you into basketball, you know, call them, give them a hug, give them a kiss, whatever, if they're close to you, if they're, um, because, you know, I recently lost my mom and the one Mm -hmm. thing that I wanted to, she was the one that kind of, you know, brought me into basketball, basketball fandom and stuff like that. And the one thing I wanted to do today was to text her, to call her after the game. We always talked about the thunder after the game. And so. Whoever that person is in your life, give them a call, you know, give them a, a text, get them a text if you haven't done it in a while, but just let them know that you appreciate them, that you love them, and to, you know, hey, thank you for, for introducing me to the game of basketball because it is a beautiful game, and the Thunder performed very beautifully out there tonight. Very well said, man. Very well said. Um, so as with, that, age, with, yo. with that said, I have to go. Thank we you for jumping on, baby. sir. Yes, sir. 82 and 0. 83 and 0. 83 and 0. 83 and 0. Amen. <laughs> all right, guys. Please, man. Um, all right, yeah. So, Isaiah Joe, I mean, Alex kind of hit the nail on the head, but he was, he was just kind of everywhere, man. Like, huge shots. He hit two bat breaking threes there in the fourth quarter um, when he was kind of out there with like the bench unit by himself. And uh, yeah, man, he. Like I, I think the Philadelphia 76ers every day for it is remarkable. <laughs> it is remarkable that we just got him for nothing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, all right, Tierney, uh, give me your single large item. Let's kind of rip through these last ones. Or right, I'll let you take as long as you want on this one, and then we'll rip through them. All right. So yeah, I, I well, I could have done a few. I, I think I'm going to do one big one, single large. Large emphasis on the large item. Um, mm. as a team, my single large item was we've already hit it with a couple players, so we won't hit them again, but or hit them less. But my single large item is the three-point shooting on this team tonight. And I've pulled some mm-hmm. stats from a couple Twitter followers. Um, and also got a few of my own that I just want to share with you guys that I think if you when you hear this, it just really really steps it up in the level of, of hope and promise we have for this team moving, moving forward this year. Um, first one came from Andrew Schlecht. Uh, they made 19 three-pointers today, 19 out of 39. That happened only three times last season, three out of 82 games. And game one, we hit 19 threes. Um, second thing, these were a couple ones that I pulled. 49% from three only happened seven times last season and we shot 55% overall only happened five times last year. So game one, we're doing things that we did basically less than like five to 10% of the time at all last season. So Mm -hmm. remarkable shooting. The other one I got from Joe Mazzato, which uh, I do want to kind of hit on a little more is that eight players made more than one, three, meaning they eight players made at least two threes. And that is something that I think is important because any one player can have a really good shooting night, any night, 
Isaiah Joe can hit like five threes one night and it, and then it's like, oh, wow, we hit, we are great. It is not a coincidence that eight players hit multiple three pointers. That does, that's not a coincidence. That is telling you that the formula they have is, is working and it's good. And Royce Young mentioned this. I was tuning into the post game pod for a few minutes after the game. Um, and Royce Young was on it, which I love. I'm glad he's on the post game pod. Um, and he mentioned something that uh, I think was crucial for tonight. And it was how the two different teams were approaching the three point shot. Uh, if you watch the game, the Bulls, if you look at the stat line, were missing a lot of shots because they weren't, they were just chucking them up. They were just, there was no play or there was a play and it got busted and they would just kind of shoot a three. Clock was running out. It was a desperation shot most of the time. The Thunder, every almost every single play, especially in the second half, it was wide open. It was in stride. It, Shea was passing it right to them. They were high, high quality shots. That is what you have to get if you're going to get eight players with multiple threes on a single team in one night. So um, the three-point the three point shot, it's not going to be that high every game, obviously. But the fact it happened on game one out of 82, 83, whatever it is, that is that is something that you just have to take away as as a as a huge positive. And then the last thing I'll mention, kind of related, um, I think I had mentioned this before. Giddy mentioned it in his post game interview a while back how they're they're committed to like sharing, giving the extra pass, etc. Uh, we were sixty seven percent assists uh, assisted shots, which I don't remember where that compares to the last season, but it was obviously very high. So this is just sort of carrying over from the preseason. We are assisting on like two thirds to three quarters of all of our made shots every game dating back to the, these preseason games. Mm -hmm. So um, the, that all again, just sort of ties into this, like this uh, uh, philosophy, I guess, if you call it that, that we've got, and it's everyone is bought in. Everyone's committed to it. Shay is going to, to be amazing. And then when the defense collapses, he will find guys, they will make shots and then we'll just keep the whole thing going. And it's going to be great. Like the, it, it is looking at the shooting tonight and just how it compares to last season is just such a promising, a, a, such a promising area of this team that I, I, I can't imagine why you would doubt it can't can't continue because it will. Yeah, no, for sure. And important to note in our shooting success, uh, we also did have we did not have two of our presumed best shooters out there. Right, the floor. forgot Davis, to mention that Davis yeah. Bertans and uh, Vasamisic. So forgot to um, mention that. Yeah, yeah, it it, it, could, it could be even better. Um, it's unbelievable. But also, you know, kind of add on what you were saying with like, you know, um, eight players have at least two three pointers made. Of the eight players that made a three, um, only one shot in what I would say is like a negative percentage in terms of three point shooting. Like, you know, I think league average is 35%. Um, so the only player that made a three that shot less than 35% was Jalen Williams at two of six, but everybody else mm -hmm. was. Uh, actually 40% or better. So that and uh, we also we also totally forgot to mention him. Uh Jang was three for five 
and his shot looks great. No, don't worry. Pure, I was getting to Usman Jang. Okay. We just need, I just need, I was going to throw him in there when I was talking about the threes and I got a little carried away. Yeah. No, I mean, let, let's talk about Matt Usman Jang, Jang Gang, shout Jang out. Gang. He Jang was Gang. the first sub off the bench tonight, which was again shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even me, the biggest Jang fan in the world, but I was floored by that. Um, but he came in, that. knocked down three to five from deep, uh, was shooting it with confidence, with quickness. That release is hyper fast, man. That first one that he caught from Shea there on the wing, like mm-hmm. and that's as close to a no dip three as you could get. Like that was that was beautiful. It was poetry in motion. I mean, his jumper looks good. Uh, he was walking in defensively. Um, there in the, I can't remember second quarter or third quarter. It might've been a combination of the two. He was the lone big on the floor for uh, a lot of stretches in the game. And Chicago tried to respond by that by pounding the ball inside to Vooch. But anytime that they passed the ball inside to Vooch, when he was on an island with ooze, either Shea or Jalen Williams came over, um, you know, to can try to poke at the ball on the catch and Vooch would make the right pass to the open man that, you know, Shea or Dub just left. But they're so good at rotating and recovering, they was able to get right back to it. So he was able to kind of neutralize Vucevic, you know, despite a massive size disadvantage. You know, he only had 11 points tonight. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously Chet had his hand in that, but also Uzman Jang uh, was really instrumental in that. And, of course, you know, Mark Dagnalt with the defensive scheme, you know, in order to, you know, kind of take him out of his game on that. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Ooze. I'm I'm very excited for him this year. I mean, I I thought a lot of the uh, the uh, like gloom and doom on him after his rookie season was kind of overblown. And I think that if people just like just take a step back, just breathe and let him grow, like he's got good bones and sky's the limit with him. Like he can be a legitimate weapon for us off the bench. He's got good bones. Love it. <laughs> Uh, he probably has thin bones, but you know, at least he's got broad shoulders. Um, yeah. yeah, a couple other things to talk about. I mean, we gotta gotta at least mention Jalen Williams, who had 16 points, five assists, three rebounds, and a steal. Five of eleven from the field, two of six from three, four of four from the stripe. And from the beginning of the game, it looked like he was about to go off for 40 because he was looking for his shot early on. I think he finished the first quarter with nine points. Uh, only, yeah, only got seven more points the rest of the entire game. But I mean, I, I thought he looked great. I thought, you know, again, playing with yeah. confidence, nobody can stay in front of him. His shot looks smooth. Like I'm very impressed by Jalen Williams. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he had 14 at the half, if I remember correctly. So he, mm. he, uh, yeah, he was pretty much a non-factor when they were like, uh, separating. So he, he kind of was an afterthought. Um, but yeah, it is in the first half. He definitely made his presence known. I thought he was, I mean, I guess you can't say it's a, a not an efficient night, but like compared to everybody else, it was so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, I think he, he's, I saw no qualms. I had no problems with it. He, he was good in his moments, but yeah, when it, when, when it kind of came down to brass taxes, he just sort of was not part of the game plan, which, Hey, if you have too many weapons, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, for sure, man. And let's get into Josh Giddy, who also had himself a night. 16.6 rebounds, six assists. Uh, and he, well, my phone just stopped. Seven of 14 from the field, 50% from the field. Two of three from deep 
for Josh Giddy. Great. Two yeah. threes. And they were open. That's yeah. that's big. They were open threes. They were, I think, oh, maybe both of them were in the second half. I can't remember. But yeah, they they were open threes. His his playmaking was very much needed. I think I mentioned it earlier, but like second quarter-ish, they needed a playmaker. He came back in around the same time as Shea, boom, they're back in it. So both of those guys, their playmaking abilities were were essential, especially without Micic in there for the bench. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that he was doing a lot to get his points, you know, before he knocked down those threes, is he was taking advantage of every mismatch. Kobe White on mm-hmm. him, Alex Grusso on him. It didn't matter. Like you put somebody smaller in Josh Giddy, he was taking you into the post and Driving. he was getting to the yep. getting to the rim. He had a couple of really nice buckets in transition too. Like I, I think he looks yeah. faster than normal, um, or not normal, but than last year. So, uh, yeah. I mean, shout out Giddy, man. Like that's the kind of complimentary play that like we're really gonna need out of him uh, if this team is gonna you know kind of take the step. Um, I I I think that his assists will be probably be higher than that across the year. Um, you know, just as this team starts to flourish and figure out how they're going to play with each other and how to set the table for each other. But yeah, Giddy, Giddy was awesome. He was Tabashe for the team high and plus minus at 19. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited out of what I saw from Josh Giddy. Uh, and the last guy we kind of got to talk about, I mean, you know, we can, you know, there's not much to say about Lou Dort. He looked fine out there. He started. Yeah. He started to uh, revert back to old Dort on a couple. He was old Dort second quarter. quarter. Yeah, yep. there was a moment. Quarter. There was a moment where he airballed a three rather than passing to a wide open Isaiah Joe, and I was just like, "Oh God, here we go again." Yeah, um, but he yeah, sh- it after that it one was underneath the backboard. Uh, I think like late in the first quarter as well. So uh, yeah, otherwise. Yeah, otherwise, the shot diet was good. He actually led the team in rebounding at seven, so that was something. He was hustling. He he, he was hustling. That, I, I did appreciate that. But yeah, mm-hmm. the shot make the, the amount of shots was starting to get worrisome at the beginning, but it ended up being fine. Yeah, no, he did fine. And then uh, the last person we got to talk about is Chet Holmgren, who, you know, the, the highlights are going to point to Andre Drummond and his nope, Dylan. Nope, that. That video does not exist. We're not does it's fake. It's AI. It's fake. Dude, straight up, like real time. I thought he just slipped. Like I thought like the court was wet. Like it didn't look like he lost his I mean, obviously he lost his footing, but it didn't look like he was trying to like overcorrect. It looked like he literally hit a wet spot in the floor. And honestly, I was more scared than embarrassed uh when it happened because I was like, not again. Not like this. You don't, you don't need to be scared because it wasn't real. So it's that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. I, for, I forgot. Uh, Agent mm-hmm. J from Men in Black uh, visited Fake. me with his little pin thing. So, yeah, uh, we raced it. But what we didn't race was his performance tonight. Uh, shot efficiently, four of seven, two or three from deep. So the three point shot is real and it is here. 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, um, no blocks, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, was, he had. Yeah. You know, there was guys that weren't really scared to go after him. Obviously, you know, you had the Drummond dunk, you had the Vooch dunk. Uh, you had, uh, I think, DeRozan and Levine both kind of went by him a couple times. Um, you know, I think that, you know, he'll he'll adjust to that. There was just like a little bit of a timing mix up on a couple of those drives, specifically like the DeRozan whenever he got past him. Um, I, I'm not worried about Chet. I think that, you know, this was his first NBA game. 
We played him limited limited minutes. He wasn't able to super catch a rhythm. Got in foul trouble early. I think he had two fouls going into the half. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll be fine. He he showed me enough. Yeah. I I think uh at least on the defensive end, Vucevic is a guy who he's gonna struggle with in general. He's just a bigger guy, he's very offensively minded. Um, his stats don't really show it because in the second half he wasn't great, but like that first half, Vucevic was winning against Chet um, a lot of times just because he was bigger. He was getting kind of, he was boxing him out. He was getting, he was posting him up a couple times. So, um, yeah, it, it, in general, it wasn't a very shot block heavy game. Um, I think Alex mentioned it. The defense more showed in the how well the Bulls were shooting, not in, you know, blocks and steals. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think. I think the blocks will come. I wish we had gotten at least one. So he had his first block of his NBA career, but you know, we'll, we'll wait till next game. It's, it's coming. It, it's for sure. It's coming. coming. <laughs> Listen, he will get, I uh, get guarantee. He will get one block by the time he retires. Oh yeah. That's that, that feels like you could take that to the bank. You could take that to the bank. <laughs> All right, well, Terry, that is that's it for the game. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this at the top or not, but we did win this game one twenty four to one hundred four. In case you were wondering what the final score was for that, um, you probably should have mentioned that. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, I said we won. I just didn't say the score. So that's true. Um, yeah. A convincing victory against a legitimate team, in the Eastern Conference, like like you know, at least a play in team, maybe even a playoff yep. team. Um, a good solid team. They there was reports that there's already a players uh, players only meeting uh, amongst oh, wow. the Bulls locker room. Like they've they've oh, locked God. Billy Donovan out of the locker room. So <laughs> oh, no. we broke them after game one. So oh no, yeah, you know, that that's something to be proud of. But um, we play the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday night. Uh, I think uh, Jarrett Allen is slated to miss that game. So. It'll be a Mobley versus Chet matchup, so that will be fun to see. Uh, We will be doing a podcast that night. He's going to do a Dolan pod, but I think he's going to be under the weather, so the plan is to probably pod post-game immediately after that, and we'll get something out to you. And we're not going to do, like, you know, like like tonight, you know, post-game pods every night that we play basketball, but if we do have games in between our podcast schedule, I'm going to try to consistently put out Thunder Chats episodes on the top of Thunder feed. Um, you know, just kind of like on my way to work and on my way back home, just so you can have a little bit of extra content. Um, you know, because with this Thunder season, the excitement and the hype is brewing and the thirst for content comes with that. So we're going to try to help you quench your guest thirst for that. So, um, Yeah. A lot of fun stuff in store. Uh, obviously, Thunder play on Friday. We do have a couple guests coming on the following Friday. The return of the Tylers, Rucker and Metcalf of No Ceilings, will be coming on, giving us a 2024 draft preview, also giving us their view of the Oklahoma City Thunder as the No Ceilings Collective is starting to open up to NBA stuff, not just drafting stuff as well. So looking nice. forward. Always a great time when they're on. Tierney, we got to get you on, man. I don't think you met the Tylers yet. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't been on a lot of guest ones in general. Yeah, we got to get you on there. Meet the boys. Yeah. I'm All down. right. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. But yeah. Um, until then, we will see you guys on Friday. Hopefully, 
talking about another Thunder W and a Shea MVP performance. Uh, but until then, I hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder up. Thunder up. We, we championship, baby. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.